You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I am broadcasting from, uh, what can I say, magnificent, all of that, the ATL, as we're sometimes known, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so grateful and thankful that you allow me to come into your homes and your hearts every week. And I never, ever take that for granted. And I believe that the spirit of God has attracted to you, attracted you here today uh, to receive just that one answer, the prayer that you've been praying, maybe that one idea that you've been seeking. You're going to receive that today. And for that, I am so grateful. Well, I've had a great week here in uh, Atlanta. It's been a busy week. It's been springtime and really beautiful. And you guys know I just love spring, love walking in the spring. I was walking in my neighborhood uh, just the other day and the trees was just so magnificent. I I almost became mesmerized. I got that out. And in my subdivision, we have a, a, a little stream that runs through the park and I was just walking and I stopped and I just listened. Uh, That's how you kind of have a moment of mindfulness. I just listened to the water and I took a picture of it and I put it on my social media. So you can check that out. So speaking of social media, uh, you can go to Instagram, L-O-A Constance. Do that right now. Check me out. I have some wonderful inspirational posts, lots of pictures, uh, lots of motivations that you can look at. Go to my YouTube channel. Uh, That's uh, Constance Arnold. I have all kinds of uh, programs that you can listen to, audio and video. And of course, my Facebook is uh, Coach with Constance. Well, we're just going to get right to it. Of course, you guys know you can go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I have all kinds of tools that I have designed just with you in mind. My two books, one on attracting genuine love. If you've been searching for love in all the wrong places, I can help you out. And then my great book, which took me 20 years to write Secrets of Success, which helps you to deal with your stuff. What is your stuff? Your past issues, your childhood, your ways of thinking, your mindsets, because we know with transformational thinking and living, it always has to be on the inside first. And then part two deals with where you are now, uh, taking a look at things, uh, you know, what do you want, your big why, etc. And part three, three talks about how to develop your, your dream team. How do you find your dream team and things that you can do from where you are to where you desire to be? 
And lastly, somebody told me they were having a Constance Marathon this week. So that means they were binging out on listening to me. And of course, you can do that. I have over 520, my goodness, archive podcasts for your inspiration and motivation. And all of you know, I'm really big on strategies. So you can go to LOARadioNetwork.com. And when you're there, uh, there are so many ways you can listen to me. iTunes, iHeart. Stitcher speaker, a uh, tune in, a uh, blog talk. Uh, I can't even remember that other 27 different internet stations. This week, I want you to set an intention and tell five of your friends about my show. You know, those friends, those co-workers who you know are really searching uh, because I believe uh, just your sharing that will be a blessing to them. So y'all better get ready today. My very special guest is my mentor, James Powers. So many of you are asking him, asking me, when is he coming back? Well, he's back and we have a powerful show for you. We're going to get right to it. So after these quick commercials, I'm going to be right back with James Powers. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Okay, I am back and honored and just feel so blessed to have my mentor of 25 years. I'm going to be saying 30 years soon. Uh, James E. Powers, uh, uh, he he is my pastor and he has such uh, a vast range of experience in government, uh, in administration, in, uh, in church administration, etc. And he just really blesses us every time he comes on. And so uh, today is no exception. I never take it for granted all the work and energy that he puts uh, just uh, in just for you guys. So y'all need to send him an email and thank him. I'll, I'll put that email at the end for you to send him a special email. But James Powers, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Well, it's always good to at least hear how much you use hyperbole to describe a person that I don't realize. <laughs> well, it's a blessing to be here because often I want to come and be a have the opportunity of being present with you as you make changes in the lives of people as a result of what you share with them. And whatever I can do to assist you in doing that and assist me in growing myself. I have made the decision in life that I'm not finished growing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So these get, these times like this give me an opportunity to say, join Constance and see what you can know that you didn't know. 
And as all of you know, you know, sometimes people look at me now, James Powers, but James Powers has been in the ditch, <laughs> in the gutter. He's helped to pull me out. Uh, he's helped to bring enlightenment, uh, guidance, counsel, how-tos with me, and everybody needs that. And I just, since I want to say to somebody around the world today, nobody makes it alone, so reach out to someone who can really help you. And so today, uh, I asked him earlier a couple of weeks ago, what do you feel like spirit is really sharing with you that we can share with listeners? So today, we're going to be talking about the power of the ego or your ego over your destiny and manifestations or why why is it there there that there are so many things in your life that you want to desire but you feel like that there have been major hindrances that's been stopping blocking all of those wonderful things that you know are divinely yours and I can say amen to that, James Powers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, you know, before we get started, you know, just in my own life person, I'm just going to be really real with all of you. You know, and and, and uh, as me- as success is measured, I've had what a lot of people would uh, call, you know, just a lot of success. And you've done this and you've written books and, you know, these people and this is what you accomplished. But just by going through this work over the last couple of weeks that we were going to talk about, I realized how I have allowed my ego, which I'm going to let James Powers explain what that is, really hold me back. I I haven't been going full force. Uh, 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 There were some fears and, and the fears James Powers were around Constance, you can't be too big and too great and too all of that. And I realized I thought I had dealt with that. (laughs) But subconsciously, uh, in my ego, I realized that uh, I realized that that when I do go big and I am whatever big is, that that means that I will lose some relationships. And, you know, I'm pretty loyal in relationships. Uh, uh, that means that just my your whole world changes when you get in a different vibration. I've been feeling God pulling me that way. But but a part of me was fearful. A part of me was like, how is this going to happen? And a part of me just was not walking fully in that. And I just want to thank you. And God, because just working on this program, I'm ready to just be all of that. And I would say a word, but it's a curse word. And you have a preacher, so I can't say it. But I'm getting ready to be bad, you know, just a bad blank in the in life. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my story. So it has awakened me to the fact that I have allowed my ego to just hold me back. And I'm not doing that anymore. That's over with. Well, that's a powerful declaration, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate your sharing that. Sometimes we discover ourselves without intention, and when we do, I know you have the Think, Believe, and Manifest show, and you're talking to people around the world, and they're talking about their purpose, their destiny, and how do we manifest. And what a terrible thing it is for people to think, it must be something wrong with me. Why am I not manifesting? Why is my destiny? Why is my purpose? 
And then I began doing some things that I heard way back in college when I was in my psychology class. And everybody thought, well, when you heard the words ego, and this guy got a big ego, he thinks he, you know, he, he's, he's bigger than all outdoors, you know. So ego got this idea. We got this idea of ego being you having more thoughts about yourself greater than who you are. You know, he, got a, he or she had a big ego. Well, I guess what I discovered that's a part of the definition. Mm-hmm. But the part that has stolen from me and you and all the rest of us is the that part of us that is what is considered your conscious mind. Your ego is really your conscious mind. It's the part of your identity. Now, listen to the word. If you realize that your identity is not something that you live out based on what you choose to live out, your ego has been recording as a result of all the things you've recorded from the time you were a child through uh, adolescence to adulthood at any time. And if I got to the point of believing that I'm this way just because of bad luck or just because of God is not seeing it my way, that's not true. Your destination, destiny, Getting things manifested can be significantly impacted by the things that are going on in what we call the ego. Sometimes they basically say the ego is that identity or that self that constantly lives. It's a portion of your personality which is experienced as the self. So there's the, the self in you. You know, I just do this for myself. Well, the self that you're talking about, we really don't realize that self has an existence of its own. And from this point on, I want you to realize that you don't need your ego to continually cause you to not become what you're supposed to be. Let me give you an example. As a child, we can experience a lot of things that have a very difficult effect on our lives. I was telling uh, Constance earlier, I said, I remember the time when my mother was moved from Miami to South Georgia with my father. And uh, I was five years old. My sister was three and my brother was one and a half. And something serious happened that I didn't know affected my life the way it did. She contracted tuberculosis, and in the rural South and basically everywhere, that was considered a death sentence. Wow. And then one day, the people drove up to the front of the house, my one-and-a-half-year-old brother, my three-year-old sister, and myself, and they put this lady, called my mother, in a car and drove her away two or three hundred miles. And for the rest of our lives, we never saw her. Because they couldn't run the risk of having her give us and we catch the tuberculosis that she had. And I often used to wonder, my brother, who, who, who passed on here a couple of years ago, he used to be very quiet just to himself. And it occurred to me one day, he assumed that he was abandoned. Mm. And in being abandoned, he had a personality that says, I may not be able to trust anybody right at the time of his life where trust and mistrust was being developed. 
the woman who had nursed him and did all of those things who disappeared, never to be seen again, except in the casket. And then I thought, well, that's probably for him. He had that. And then they gave me an opportunity to go up to Rome, Georgia, to visit my mother with my dad. And I was excited to be the only one and got there. And they told me, sorry, you're too young. And I sat in the car all day while the rest of them visit. She said, I just want to see my child. And from the third floor, I saw a hand movement. And that's my memory. And I realized that life is not fair. And as a result of making me feel whatever that was happening, and I didn't have enough people around me to say, this, this family need not only a grandmother to come, they need to have somebody to explain it. Now, what did that do for James Powers? Maybe there are times I was working harder to prove that I can be something that maybe people thought I couldn't be. And I realized that the ego has decided all the ways myself that I had developed was now responsible for doing for me what I had not decided myself. And I'll make this statement. Your ego is only operated the greatest thing, let me put it this way, that the, that the ego has, or my ego have, or your ego have, is fear. Mm. And it's the fear that if, in fact, you come to know who you are, the ego literally will die. And the ego feels that I don't know I can, whether I can handle that. What else do you want to be, James? What, what are we going to do with this person that I've been in you all this time? And that's why I am now spending the rest of my life to make sure that the ego takes its appropriate place away from me. And I live a life that's full of what the future has for me and not live a life to keep the ego alive so it wouldn't be afraid of dying. Wow. And, you know, and so basically, James, today we're helping people to not only understand the ego, but to see the fake version of the ego versus the real person that we are. And, and we're teaching people that once they do that, they can begin seeing the possibility, you know, of, of who they can become. And, and, and lastly, I think we're teaching people to give up that false version of themselves and allow the, that authentic spirit version of the self to be downloaded because listeners, you know, just like James Powers said, you know, in your spirit person that you should be living a more powerful destiny and receiving more powerful manifestations. But that ego has been the one thing that's really been holding us back. And we're going to help you with that today. And, and so, James, what else do you want to share about the ego? So is the ego our past perceptions, experiences, words we've heard, images, childhood stuff that's been repeated over and over and over and over again. And we think that's who we are and that's what we're operating out of. Here is one way to look at it. Okay. And may I say to your uh, audience, don't fool yourself that we all have lived a, to a large degree a fake version of ourselves not intentionally. Yeah. And here's what I would just want you to think about it this way simply. That portion, the ego is that portion of your human personality, which is experienced as what you call yourself. Mm. 
You said myself, yourself. The self that you were talking about was not something you did deliberately. It came as a result of all of the things that has happened to you during the course of your life, good, bad, and indifferent. So if the self has learned to get used to being that all the time, mm-hmm. how can you not realize that you are not living the life you chose to live? There's a statement made by Parker Palmer that I always like to quote, and it's this. Is the life that you're living the same as the life that wants to live in you? That, that answer is yes. If the ego answer it, yes. This is the only life we can afford to live because I can't afford to change. What are we going to do? Who are we going to become? I'm afraid that if I have to change, I no longer exist as the fake you. You will become to know yourself as the true you. And effectively, what the ego fears most is that it will die and you will become this new person that you were supposed to live all your life. Why not let's put to death the ego by learning who we are, by being transformed by the renewing of our mind? and all the things that go with that constant. What else do we know about the ego? Because, you know, every time I hear that word, I'm like, well, do I really understand what the ego is? Or (laughs) or what is it? Is there anything else listeners need to know? Just know this, that when you're doing something, we always realize that fear is the faith in the opposite wrong direction. Someone say, I have great faith. And another person say, I fear something. And then that which you fear, start bringing to pass what you fear. Always know that if the ego has to live to prevent itself from dying, it fears dying. And so you are no longer left to believe that you can change. You are developing a new identity that is different from the ego. So when we think of that, I want you to realize that this is not something that you can just change by willing it. You have to understand how to die to self. Now, biblically speaking, I used to read that all the time. You know, you need to die to yourself. And I said, that's not excuse. What it was saying, the self and the ego were the same thing. That part of you that wants to run your life and needs to run your life, they said when you die to it, you're basically becoming the, the spirit being that being that operates on what's designed for you from the moment you were born, and you're going to live that out. I want to commend you already on living the life that you were intended to live. My question is this with my ego, and it's also going to be with my identity. I said, I don't want my children to come and look in the casket on the day of my funeral and look in and want to ask this question. Did, are we burying the wrong man? The man that we are burying is the man that got a chance to live, but the man who should have been living never got a chance to because he was dominated by his ego and the things that didn't work. I don't want them to bury the wrong man. Wow. And, you know, you know, just sort of going back to your story about your mom, you know, I'm sure we have listeners all over the world who may not have had that story, but maybe your dad was an alcoholic and wasn't there, or maybe uh, difficult words were spoken over you, or maybe you lived in poverty, or maybe you were put in in a foster home. All of those experiences, all of those words, all of those 
kinds of uh, patterns were repeated over and over and over again. And sort of like me and James Powers, you know, we're waking up to that's not who I am. I'm more than that. So it's nothing to be shame about, but it does have to be addressed, right? The ego has to be addressed, James Powers. Absolutely. And even those of us who have a religious faith that we go to church, we do whatever it is, and yeah. we hear the message. But when we leave, the ego comes out. Let me just say this. How many times do you hear yourself saying I or self? The ego is the I of you, capitalized. So when you think of that, that I that you have become was not intentional. It came by almost default, not by design. So you're going to have to change and become that which would be the person who can manifest things, who can fulfill their destiny. And that's the trick. I don't know what my destiny is. No, because the ego has got to live only that which you live over and over again. Some people are living their life over and over again from the recorded message of all the things we've done in our lifetime. Wouldn't that be something if to time I turn 80 or 90 years old and die, they buried James Powers, which only was a recording of everything he did over and over again. We buried a recording and not a human. Wow. And, and, and so for listeners, they can begin to let the ego die. And when that happens, do we get a new identity? Or, or Let's talk a little bit about identity, because what has happened to us if we if the ego has taken over? Do we have a false identity? How and how do we get to that real identity? It is said that the ego identity allows you and me to merge all the different versions of ourselves, the parent self, the career, the sexual self, all of these things come merged together and gives us our identity. And the identity we think we have is something that happened because we were purposed to do it. It just came as a result of a compilation of all those different things. The big eye of you the career. There are a lot of people who could not bear to not have a powerful resume always at hand to try to define and let other people know who they are. Because apart from the resume, heck, I may not be anybody. Yeah. And my identity is in nothing wrong with having a great career. But if you are your career rather than the person that you're supposed to live to be, you will spend your time hoping that the last thing people do is look at your obituary and say, yes, that's who that was. No, that's not who you were. It was a facsimile of who you were. The false self got buried and the real self that decried the idea that he never got a chance to live. She never got a chance to live the life that she was intended to live. This is a serious matter if you want to live and not just exist. I said, you ought to make sure that you not shack up with an ego that you don't intend to. Now, shacking up an old term and said, if you want to shack up with the ego, your ego, go to it. But I don't want to shack up with anything that's not authentic. And I took to the altar and say, yes. So don't shack up with the ego because it loves to stay around and be a leech on you. 
And so the ego is like running our lives in the front seat, driving, driving our car, our lives to that same old place. The spirit is trying to come out. Is that what we're saying? But the ego has taken control over these years. And as soon as we uh, uh, die to that that ego or that identity, then the real spirit in us takes up and really helps us to walk more fully in our destiny and manifestations. That's a perfect way of looking at it. And here's how you really want to know. Okay. If, I say, if you ask me, Constance, who are you? Who are you, James Powers? And I will start defining my S-E-L-F on the basis of the way the self has been living in me all this time. And when we realize the ego is the self, the big I that's been living all this time. And when I get ready to define myself, sometimes we are at a loss for who we are because we can't tell. I would say I am a powerful spirit led spirit being that knows who I am, not by the titles I have, not by the things I have, not by the car I drive. Because when we add all these things to the self, it gives more credibility to the ego to say, you see, you don't need to change. Look at look at who you are. And we go out and we play and do it over and over again to try to keep proving that we are worthy of the description that people know have of us. Yeah. And, you know, James, Powell, we, you and I both know people who whose identity was so tied up in their work and especially guys because they identify with their work and then maybe they were working for this great um, uh, company and they got downsized. They didn't know. And then they say, who am I? I know when I went through my divorce, I, I, I was like, well, who am I now that I'm divorced and not married to a pastor? I mean, that was a big question for me. Mm. Wow. Well, see, the, the and, and that's something you, 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 you say you're married to a parent. See, there was a there was a part of the ego, you that felt that you need to live according to the way the people wanted you to live because they had this 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 picture of what you ought to be. And you were going to perform that well enough so that people could see you the way that you thought you need to be. Then, then that brings into the question of James Powers. I got to know, and I want all of the audience to know, we got to begin to say, we want to know the real me. Because if you don't ask the question, when you start asking yourself who you are as a real person, the ego will always give you enough data to substantiate who you have been living all that time rather than who you are intend the way you intend to live. Hmm. So you begin when you begin to see the possibility of who you could be, you're beginning to see then the death of the ego because you say you're really. May I suggest to you. That when I asked Constance and said to her that this is what I would want to be sharing, I've made a decision after all these years that I'm willing to give up my resume, all the things that described me, all of the things that I think I've done good, and I'm willing to start at a place of discovery. And that's a discovery of the intentions that I was supposed to have as a part of my being. 
and be willing to say, the person that James Powers know, everybody know, is not the person that he will be living. I said to my wife, I want you to pay close attention to me because I'm making the changes that are necessary to become the being that I want to be buried, that you would be happy to say he lived the life that he was supposed to live. And I have no words about him making the transition. But wouldn't it be something for her after the tears there and think this guy, I never got a chance to know the guy the way he was born to be known. Yeah, that's something. And, you know, something came to my mind. They said that Steve Jobs, you know, initially he was working for Apple, but then they fired him, remember? And they said that it was in that time when he, I'm not saying he didn't have an identity, but, you know, that wounded his ego because he was so much tied to that company. And he just sort of said, I just want to be creative and give people powerful ways to communicate. So to me, that's exhibit A of somebody who said, yeah, I was with this big company, but now I just want to create and serve back. And so when you when you said that when the ego dies, you're really like in a new adventure of, wow, who am I really? And now what can I really do? And may I just say this when you said you had a new adventure, Mm -hmm. it's a new adventure of being rather than doing. Oh, that's good. You come into being the human being rather than the human doing. Now, there may be some doing that flows out of the being, but the being will not be doing it because you have to be something in order to be notarized, for someone to notice you and for you to be authentic. That's the real problem. When the ego is in control, it'll creep enough things about who you are that makes you look authentic. When indeed it's a fake existence. So true. And so maybe some questions that listeners can be asking themselves is, you know, do I really know my real identity and how can I find out what my false fake ego identity is versus, you know, the real me? And how do I die from that ego identity so that I can live fully in the spirit? And just really, who am I now in the earth and what is that going to look like? So how can you help listeners begin to answer some of those identity questions and and move from that to in the spirit where they can be free? Because it looks like the spirit is just waiting for us to, to let this ego die so spirit can just download all of this wonderful stuff to us. Well, one of the things that you say often, and uh, I think you may may have been on uh, one of your uh, books or whatever it was that I remember, but I know you use it often. It doesn't start from trying to change the outside. Oh, Lord, that ain't nothing but the truth. It's about changing from the inside, and that sounds great. Uh, there was a lady I was reading just online, and she made such beautiful points, I think, uh, uh, her, her name uh, reminds me of the people that I that I have seen her be. And she said, here's what you got to know in order to start from the inside. She says, 
Nothing ever changes until you change. Ooh. Now think about that. Because, see, the external things I'm trying to change is that maybe people will really like me if I move to a different part of the city and everybody else who lives there really is the people that they are, they, they are there. No, no. I got to see what is it that needs to change inside of James Powers. And she said, if you want true change, listen to this, look in the mirror, face yourself. It's a difficult thing to call yourself to a meeting and say, no, no, you're not going to get a chance to live like this anymore. This is not me. Even if you don't know what that is, when you look in the mirror and do that, the painful part of it is you may not feel like you can do it because who would you be if you took away your ego? Yeah. Let me check something here. I made a decision. I'm not playing it small anymore. Wow. And some people would think, well, you're already big, but 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 I'm bigger. I, I, I made that decision just by, you know, when we were preparing for this show. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, that's what that when you when you said that to me before we began broadcasting today, that you who's talking to people all around the world, you came to a place where you say this is what I'm going to do. And your audience makes you make yourself authentic to the audience by saying, I got a lot of things going. But when I discover I don't have something going in the direction that's going to take me where I want to, I'm going to drop that like a bad habit. Oh, yeah. And see, here's the thing that really makes the ego work well, because it has it runs off of our habits. All of the habits we have stored up in us that can keep us running without even question. Think of this. When you get up in the morning, do you have to think about what you're going to think about? No, your mind just starts tearing off in all different directions and your ego will have the benefit of all the habits we had yesterday and the day before. I want you to know that one of the other things she said, believe you can change. Then persevere. Yeah, you got to believe you can do it and then take the next step of literally persevering. Uh, let me just tell you this. Some of you talking about dying to self. There's a wonderful story, if, you could, if I have time to do it. We often heard about the, the young man who is called a prodigal son. Oh, yeah. I love that story. And here's the story. And now the master teacher is telling these, uh, teaching this. And the master teacher in this kind was, he was the perfect teacher. And then he would go out and demonstrate with the people he was teaching how to do it. He said there was a guy who was living with his father. His father was had a lot of money. They already the, the two boys had their inheritance as it was in the culture. And the young boy went to his father and said, give me all of my inheritance so I can go ahead and do whatever I want to do. Well, the father obviously was wise enough to know I'm going to give it to him because if he is so unprepared to know to ask that question, then I'm going to give it to him. And I know what's going to happen because I see where his weaknesses are. So he gave him the money. And it says he went off into a foreign country, spent all of his money on all kinds of things. I mean, if it was this day and time, who knows what it would be. Peep shows, every kind of thing you do, wine, women and song. And he ran out of money. 
And when he ran out of money, he didn't have any place to eat. And he started hanging out, doing some work. And he found himself one day as a Jewish boy having to eat some of the things that the pigs were eating, which is the lowest thing you can do is bring bring pork <clears throat> to a Jewish kid. And he looked at him and said, wait a minute. I, my daddy's servants back home is living better than I am. I'm going to ask him, call, go back and ask him, dad, let me come back and be a servant. And when he got back, his father said, I was waiting basically for you to come back. And the word said he came to himself. Mm. He recognized that his hog pen existence was not the kind of existence he left back home. So ladies and gentlemen, it's important to come to yourself and face yourself and say, you know what? This is not the way I'm going to live. I don't know. I'll go to somebody for help. He went to his dad and his dad arrived enough to say, let's throw a party. Give him the ring because now he'll never make this mistake because he'll know the difference between living authentically and living in the hog pit. That story for me said when he came to himself. So, so, so does that mean he changed his mind? He realized his identity. His the, his circumstances forced the mind change, I believe. Yeah. And, you well, know, he, I, I, I've often joked with you. We were talking about somebody who I used to date. And I said to you, I must have been out of my mind. And then I said, <laughs> I came to myself. And we yes. laughed about it. But I was out of my mind. But when my identity rose up in me, it was like, wow, I didn't realize who I was at the time when I made that choice. But now that I know who I am, I can no longer make that choice. Conscience, I'm going to make a statement I heard inside of me that I don't think I've ever made publicly. Okay. If you are living out of the ego and you're living like the prodigal, there is the spirit that resides in you hidden all these years, and it will always try to break through to give you a light to see who you are. And when you are down to the lowest point in your life sometime, you will see that light or you will see that and experience that, and it gets your attention. See, in life, there's things we need to, when, when Moses was traveling and he was being asked to take on all of the responsibility of leading the children of Israel, he was trying to talk himself out. He stuttered. He didn't feel up to it. He probably been laughed at all his life. His ego said, asking me to do that. And, and, and they already knew he had killed a man because he, he, uh, he, he was one of his fellow countrymen. And he was walking along the road and looked over and thought he saw a bush on fire. It wouldn't go, wouldn't go out. And here's what the scripture said. He saw the fire, the tree burning, and he chose to turn aside. I'm suggesting to your audience to begin looking for moments that you can turn aside from the person you are not. You know you're not living to your fullest. Mm -hmm. that's because good. You know you're not doing it, but we try to cover that up. And the ego is going to say, but you're not as bad as so-and-so. Look at her. Look at him. And that's enough to get you to think, yeah, you're right. But when you get that moment of inspiration or that moment that touched you, and you got to hold on to that because that's the beginning of your throwing the ego off your back and walking into a new direction. 
powerful. Wow. So we got about 15 minutes left. How can people die to the ego? Where do do you want to take them? You know, what are some things that they can do to understand and walk in that new identity, etc.? Well, do you realize that, uh, scripturally speaking, the whole idea of living a new life, it says, even when Christ was trying to get the people to, he said, you need to die to yourself. And and as I said earlier, nobody told me when I was growing up as a child and even as a part of an adult, what does it mean for you to die to yourself? Don't don't come to me talking about dying to anything. That means that I'm not going to be around. It's saying the ego is part of the thing that's running your life, and you got to declare that the spirit that lives in you is greater than the, than the self that's want to run you. So, so, so do they need to say that out loud? You uh, need to, the first thing you declare first is that the self in you that you've been living is the wrong self. Okay. That's got to be a declaration of saying, I dying to myself is something that even Christians find hard to do because they have no view of what their life would look like if it was wholesome. Yeah, We only have versions of how we look at life compared to other people. So you have to have come to a place where you understand that the way life has been living in you, not the true life, is not the life that you were designed to. You can have a lot of stuff. But you have it if you don't have it with the knowledge that the ego will keep you going in a direction to want you to get more stuff in order to be more important. Mm-hmm. So dying to you, you say, how do you die to, to, die to yourself? First of all, it's not an easy task. One of the persons said, we must remember that we cannot rid ourselves of the flesh on earth. We have to deal with dealing with the, the, the part of the self by re you, you, you can't heal the, the ego. That, that's what I was trying to say. That's the word. You can't go and heal and pray over the ego and hope it will go away. Because for the ego, that's dead. You got to look at what would life look like. Ask yourself, what would my life look like if it completely changed from the way I'm living and the problems I've been going through. Most people don't have a vision of what their life would look like apart from the life they've been living. Well, I, 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 I know that one time you said take a piece of paper and just kind of write down all of the things, you know, I'm fearful, I'm whatever. So should people write it down and identify with it and then like hand it over to God and say, well, I can't do this by myself. <laughs> I need well, help. The, the thing that I do about this is that if people are willing to admit, yeah, I would want you to do this. The first thing, there's something called a list of emotions. Mm. You can go and Google that and say, what are a list of emotions? And once you go down that list and see how many of those emotions relate to where you are, and then highlight them or write them down separately. And I often tell people when they get a divorce or something, if you want to do something that's really over, keep the original just for a record, but take one copy and put it in the fire and watch it disintegrate. Yeah. So if you have things that you fear, write them down. Put them on a piece of paper. 
say them out loud, and then make sure that you can see what would be the opposite of the thing you have on that list if it was going to be better. So should they focus in on that opposite? And does that replace the old ego? Should they pray about that opposite? So let's just say one is fear, one is faith. Should they focus more on the faith part in that thinking, emotions, in their being? And does that automatically become a part of their new spirit? They first must come to a point of recognizing the truth about what was wrong. See, some people want to do it and not pay attention and look at the at how devastating it has been to your life. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, then you go and paint another picture using the power of your imagination, using the power of imagery of what it looked like. And once you begin to make a list of things the way it looked like, it automatically dis- caused the things that you was living like to be replaced. That's why we say you don't reflect, you don't break a habit. You replace a habit with the better thing that you want to do. You sound it sounds like surrender is a big deal. I and, surrender, God, this is what it is. And part of surrender is saying what I'm doing was not the right thing. Yeah. Or some people come and say, you come to the place just as I am. Yes, as long as where you are is not where you want to stay. A lot of people say they come down just as they are, mm-hmm. and they never have a picture of what they could look like if they weren't the way they have always been. Mm-hmm. It's so important to know that you can't get to the end. The old Covey thing was, begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. You heard me often say when people ask me, to pray for them, I told them I'm not sure. Because until I find out from them, if I prayed for them and they got their prayer answered, what would their life look like? And most people can't define what their life would look like if their prayer was answered. I'm saying at this point, in order to die to self, you have to have a better version of what the self you would desire and have that to such degree that you begin thinking of that seeing it happen and the manifestations that normally don't come, now they cannot be prevented because the ego is no longer controlling the now. Gotcha. What else can listeners do? I'm I'm hopeful there was another one of the ones about uh, the the dying to the self. That was one. But I, I want you to not forget this one thing about the what could happen to you most times uh when you get a revelation or an inspiration this session could be the beginning of you taking an example of saying i want to define my false self ask your listeners and listeners pay attention let me see how I could write down the things that I'm doing that represents my false self. Mm, that's good. So when you write it down, don't be, don't try to write it down as if it was an assignment. Immediately write it down and don't judge it. Because if you judge it, you say, well, I'm not that bad. Write down the fake self and see what it looks like if indeed you define your false self, 
and the self that you don't want to live anymore. And if, in fact, you can do this idea of coming to yourself and dying to yourself, one of the things that says you ought to begin giving up your false version of yourself in order to allow the authentic version of who you are to download. Wow. That's why I was saying earlier, you don't have to be a genius at who you could be. When you discover the false self that you are living or the ego that's living through you, once you do that, I'm asking you to take the next step. And at that moment, when I said earlier, there becomes a light inside of you and said, this is the way I'm supposed to be. That's the beginning of the download. So true. And often <sighs> you have a, uh, a, a phone or a, uh, or a computer. It will tell you, I want you to go ahead and plug in your laptop or your iPhone or your Android. Plug it in because I don't want to get in the middle of the download and the power shuts off. Yeah. Because when it does, it will it will cause the hard drive of both the phone and that to get mixed up in a way that you can't get the true things happening in it before. So I'm saying once you begin to do this, be plugged into the reality of who you are not and be plugged in and desire to be plugged in to the person that you see that you could become. I don't want to minimize this. Conscious, I believe that many members of our audience, including myself, am not doing and saying what things ought to look like if things really change for me. You know, I'm going to have to have you back for part two because <laughs> there's no way. Hey, I, I'm putting you on, on the spot right now because this is so powerful. And I just know that it is a key component, you know, in, in, li in people living a powerful life. So uh, would you be open to coming back and doing part two over the next couple of weeks? I will. And there are three points that I realized that was going to be larger than I could get into. And yeah. I didn't know what to do with it other than give an idea. But yes, but and we'll we will. I would like for the next time when it's coming on to give the people an idea of the three different things to come prepared to listen for. OK, so you're going to give them now. No, I'm going to give it to you and let you send it. I mean, <laughs> tell okay. them on the end of the next show, because I want to be able to say this. This is so powerful that I want people to realize that you cannot manifest, you cannot reach your destiny or your purpose if you have not done some key things that requires effort. Yeah, and I'm going to do these three key things that he's going to be talking about because just like James Power said, the power that we have allowed the ego to have uh, over our lives has impacted our destiny and those wonderful manifestations that come to it. So maybe you read The Secret, you listen to all 520 of my shows, God bless you. But I just believe foundationally and, and, and spiritually, once you align with this principle, once you align your life with this principle, I'm not saying things will be easier, James Powers, but it would be who you are and manifestation will be more organic or, or more will be more organic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I would ask you to 
in case audience doesn't hear in, uh, the next thing that the next uh, time and get prepared. Y'all better you come know, back. Keep going. Well, what I'm just saying is some people <laughs> may not be on there. So uh, on the next one. So I want to say this one and we want you all back. I want you to come to the conclusion that you really may not know who you are. Don't be afraid of that. You may not know the person who's living inside of you. Would you want to die and never discover the person who God made you to live through there and bless other people in enormous way. So one of the things we want to do is have some things the next time to help you discover the person who's living inside of you. Okay. Or wow. who is not living inside of you. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that. And uh, I knew it was so powerful. I'm like, he's going to have to do part one and part two. And James Powers, thank you so much for this. I'm personally listeners going to listen to this again and again and again. It's so powerful. It's so spiritual. It's so God. It's so the, the, the one, one of the main things that you really need uh, to, to really immerse yourself in and hear it over and over and over again. Thank you, James Powers. Life changing. It has been a powerful for me just recording the show. So I'm going to make sure listeners that you tell your friends about it, your co-workers about it and just listen to it over and over again. Take notes and I will let you know the next time he's going to be back on my show and just just expect for the unprecedented to be manifested in your life this week as you are listening to this reading over this meditating over this. God bless you uh, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.